With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, Nuggets fans? Welcome to the latest episode of Full Court Press, brought to you by the Denver Stiffs podcast channel, part of the new SB Nation podcast network. I'm your host, Brendan Vogt, and earlier this week, I was able to speak over the phone with a fellow stiff, Mike Olson. The OG readers know him from his weekly column. It runs every Thursday. It has for nearly five years now. Of course, he's also dabbled in some interview work. Uh, Mike is a little less visible than the rest of us. That's because he's got a family and a vice president of marketing title. He lives in Los Angeles. He's got a whole life outside of this whole blog Twitter thing that we seem to live in daily. But he's expressed an interest in sort of expanding his role in Stiff. So we, we, we spoke together about the difficulties of trying to bridge that gap geographically as a Nuggets writer in Lakerland, why he fell in love with writing, why that didn't happen till later in his life, and 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 why Mike writes the way he does. It's probably the most unique and creative style that we have on the staff. So I don't get to talk to Mike a lot. At some point in this discussion, I forgot we were even having a podcast. It was just a really fun conversation. So I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Without any further ado, here is Full Court Press with Mike Olson. Because I actually realized today I do not know this. How long have you been a Denver Stiff? Um, I this is now five years. Um, I I joined, um, I joined when it was basically just um, Andy, Nate, and Jeff. Um, Colin was still on the team, but really wasn't doing a ton of writing at that point. Um, so they were looking to shore it up because the three of them were just getting so overwhelmed, and so. Um, they put out a call for new writers. They brought on me and another guy. I feel terrible that I don't remember his name, but he literally, I think he lasted for like a few weeks, basically. He I was going to say, he didn't, didn't really make it into the season. So if you can't remember his name, I was going to say he must not have <laughs> left an impression. No, he was, he was, he was barely there. And so, um, the first, the first season I was suddenly the take all of the stress off of preview and recaps. I was, I was doing as many of those as I could. Um, I think, I think one, I think that season I, I covered like, all of the Dallas games or something. There was a there was a weird like hook I got into where I covered all of these. And then at the end of the season, um, Nate basically said, "Hey, you know, um, any any of the four of us want to write something regularly, um, we can give it a shot." And um, I said, "I would I would love to give it a try. What day is slow for you? And I'll try to fill in that day." And Nate said Thursday. And that was uh, that was four years ago, and I have now missed uh, one Thursday in four still, and a half yeah, years. Basically, you still have the Thursday column. That is wild. <laughs> it's the, a um, strange. The the 
the paying <laughs> your dues with the recaps and the and the previews. They're no fun. Huh? I did that at Mile High Sports my first year. I mean, it was yeah. fun to be in the building and be credentialed, mm-hmm. but that is definitely the slog of the sports writing world. I I agree, and it was still um, it was it was such a great education because um, you you really. It, it is of the moment, right? You, you can't write the article in advance. And so one of the things I really loved about it was, can I, can I write something interesting? And this is one of the things I, I really love about um, watching the stuff that you do that way. I, I know I've thrown you a few uh, uh, boys over the wall at times because you, you come up with some really uh, clever shit on the fly. And I hope you uh, bleep me out if I'm not allowed to curse. No, dude, but, I don't uh, know the yeah. rules, and thus far I've just been letting them rip. I'm sure someone will send me an email for not allowing. Probably, yeah. but but yeah, I I mean, you you come up with really clever stuff in the moment, and and it was such a nice um, it was such a nice thing to learn that way over that first season that I think I've probably leaned into it a little too much because I I still um, nine times out of ten I don't know what I'm writing on Wednesday night at seven p.m. Right. Well, man, I'm glad that you just hit on that point because you, first of all, thank you for the creativity compliment coming from you. That means a ton because I think, I mean, you'll, if I, I know you just a little bit, but I think I know you well enough that you'll deflect here, but most of the staff (laughs) will probably call you, I think our most creative, probably the best writer on the staff. And, and you, you have less visibility than the rest of us, which we will talk about for sure. But I'm mostly curious because I'm looking at the last latest article you published and it's uh, Denver Nuggets firing on all cylinders, and your lead is about your Forenza, right? Your old car. Yeah, oh, I hated that freaking car. Yeah, yeah. And that that's was, uh, so that like tragic. You've, you've also had leads in the past, like oh, I remember this story my grandpa told me when I was like cutting the grass or something. And I'm always, yep. always trying to figure out how you come up with this stuff. It would you, would you agree that part of it is that you <laughs> you honestly don't know until Wednesday at seven, and you you just got to dig deep into your bag. I think I think that is a big part of it. I mean, it's it's funny because um, a, a couple of weeks ago I wrote an article about the fact that um, you know the 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 team had had that three game losing streak, and as far as I was concerned, they'd really gotten in the habit of thinking, well, you know, we can we can play thirtieth uh, place defense in the first quarter and first place defense in the fourth quarter and still keep pulling out these games, and it was starting to show. You know, it was they they had gotten used to the fact that they didn't have to work as hard all the time at least in my opinion and and it's a and i would written about it because it's a habit that i had developed way back when as a singer and it's something i have to guard against even now as a as a writer here because um yeah it it, there is sort of that pressure prompted response right where you've got that moment of oh crap i better do something and and uh you you can eventually wear yourself into a point where um you know i now i i feel like in a lot of ways, I've settled into a shtick, and I'm trying to sometimes uh, break out of that a little bit because I don't want it to just be, oh, here's here's another story that I didn't want to know about Mike Olson before he finally gets into something interesting <laughs> about the Nuggets, basically, right? So, what, what, what would that look like for you, though, breaking out of your shtick? Like, how do you mean that? Um, you know, I, that's a good question. I, I think for me, um, I I admire writers. I, I love to read, and and so there's there's um, you know, not just sports writers out there, but there's guys like, uh, who's a good example? Um, Stephen King um, is, is I mean, everybody thinks he's a horror writer, but he's written, I mean, he's written hard-boiled crime detective stuff and, and, and fantasy stuff. And, 
and stuff that was only for ebook. I mean, it's it's literally like from a from a writing perspective, he's trying to play blackout, right? He's he's trying to figure out can I also write in this genre? Mm. And and while I I love the fact that I've I've definitely hit a little bit of a nerve at least stylistically this way, I I love, I mean, actually, I, I, I prefer doing interviews um, to the to the weekly shtick thing. I just have a hell of a time anymore um, talking to anybody into into an interview anymore. Or um, I, I really do actually like digging into um, stats. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty uh, math oriented, but I cannot make um, a lot of the systems uh dance like ryan can right, basically yeah. right and 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 i'm always I'm, I'm always three hours into my research going i why the hell am i doing this by hand and ryan would have had this done in about 32 seconds what am i what am i thinking here You're doing um, it by hand so, mike it's 2019 man 2019. i know I, I know i know buddy um you should see my abacus it's it's well worn <laughs> for sure so <laughs> would you would you say that part of your um not hesitation, but some of the hurdles you have to clear, both in terms of getting interviews and executing them, but also sort of filling out your writing portfolio a little more. Is that because you're located in L.A.? So it's you're, you're so far from the action. Does Do you feel literally removed beyond, beyond the obvious geographic realities? Very much so. Um, wow, what a what an interesting question. I um, I do. I, I I feel kind of stuck in the in in Lakerland. First off, and, and that's <laughs> that's that's never an easy place to start. But um, I, it's it's interesting because um, I I have such a sense and feeling of camaraderie with you guys. But then to to actually, I mean, like this last summer to actually meet like seventy percent of you for the first time was such a strange. Right. juxtaposition because you guys get to see each other all the time most of you anyway who aren't out of state and and that's that's a neat something to build up you know i i wish i were at stiff's night out i wish i were able to interface with some of the team a little more where um i think i think i got lucky early on when uh when tim gelt was still on the staff because he was one of the very first interviews i did and he was just shocked that anybody would actually want to talk to him um right, about right. this stuff and so i did the write-up and and i thought it turned out pretty good and he was pretty happy with it and so i think that kind of greased the skids for me to start getting more of that from that perspective and and when he moved on i uh, don't get me wrong i think they're doing a great job with this stuff now but i i also kind of I, I lost my in there and and um when you're doing it from a thousand miles away um, you know, I'm, I, I try not to text Nick every 22 seconds, um, uh, because I've been asked to, to not basically. <laughs> and, um, I'd, I'd like to, you know, somehow find a way back into, um, some of those chats because I, I'm, I'm just curious about people. I, one of the things I love most about this particular podcast of yours is, um, you talk to people about stuff that I, I just, there have been several of the folks you interviewed where, hell, I mean, how long did I work with Jeff? And there was some of the interview with him where I was like, wow, I, I had no idea um, about right. that with Jeff yeah. Morton. And so I, I love that you dig in on that stuff. And that's exactly what I'm trying to achieve with folks as well. I want I want a three-part interview with Scott Hastings or, or Coach Malone because I want to talk about some stuff that maybe they don't get asked very often. You know? It's it's interesting because I was going to ask, and before we started talking, I'd planned at asking you at some point. You know, you're confined. You confine yourself, I should say, to your Thursday <laughs> column, and yeah. and I I'm curious, you know, how much of that is 
you're just that's all that's you know to the extent to which you want to be involved given your your other life in LA your family etc but it but it does sound like you are interested in branching out here I I very much am um I now um to 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 that end um because because if Adam uh listens to this he's gonna be like dude I I ask you for anything else all the time um to be fair (laughs) um I I typically I, I put up something once a week because, um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm older. I work for a company out here in LA that uh, definitely feels free to fill up my days, as it were. And well, so, um, quick interruption. I, what what do you yeah, do? I'm I'm a vice president of marketing for um, for a company that uh, sells uh, nutritional supplements, basically. That sounds that sounds like. Sounds like you make a lot of money, Mike. I'm gonna keep it real. I, uh, thank you. I, I I wish that were true, um, and and a lot of money is a very relative thing, especially this in Los true, Angeles, California. In LA. So, um, but but um, I I have uh, worked long and hard for a lot of years to kind of pull myself up to this point, and and um, while while I'm not swimming in it, I'm not hurting either. So I I do okay. Yeah. Sorry, not to. You didn't have to actually talk about your financial situation. No, that's uh, that's all the more I'm going to give you anyway. So did, I did I, throw yeah. you under the bus. So, <laughs> no, that's good. You mentioned though uh, earlier that you had always been fascinated by writing. Did you plan ever on becoming a writer, or or was this just sort of a hobby that kind of meant like just appeared somewhere along the line? Whew, um, I have wanted to do this since uh, high school. I actually. Um, I had a friend who was just a, a terrible, terrible writer who was applying for a job that was really meaningful and important to him, but they had asked him for a letter, um, not not just his resume. They wanted to know why he wanted the job and they wanted something in depth. And so he and I chatted about it for a little bit and I, I cranked out a letter for him um, and he got the gig and he came back and he was like, he said that was, they said that was like the best letter they'd ever gotten. And I thought, oh. That was fun. That was pretty cool. I, right. I enjoyed that. And and I just, I, I tinkered with it for years um, and had friend upon friend upon friend would read something I wrote to them or for them that said, why, why do you never write? Um, and it wasn't literally, I mean, I, I didn't even, I didn't even fool around with it, Brendan, until, um, until the stiffs put out the call. And um, Nate said, do you have any samples? And I said, sure. And and wrote three of them in an hour and a half and sent them to him. Um, so uh, sorry, Nate, I, I, I uh, kind of made that one up on the fly, um, but it it worked out uh, to to my advantage anyway. And so um, all those years later, and and now I'm just regretting that I didn't start any sooner because See, it's something right. that I I love it. I I I could write I could write all day every day. It it makes me crazy happy. Regret is the word I wanted to ask you about, you know, and, yeah. and, and I guess ultimately that was like the number one thing I was curious about coming into this podcast is how comfortable are you <laughs> in, in the extent to which you contribute. And, and I do like, I'm sure, I'm sure you wouldn't change anything given you have a family out there, you're, you're doing yeah. well, you're doing fine. But do you like, are there nights where you go, man, I like this writing thing is for me. Like I do, I do wish that this is something I had started a long time ago. I, it, it absolutely is. And, and, um, I mean, the funny part, we talk about the interviews, right? I mean, transcribing an hour and a half long chat 
is uh, that's that's a week's worth of work sometimes for me because <laughs> it just it takes forever, right? And 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 I'm not a fast typist, so I'm pausing every three seconds to say what did he say? What do I gotta? And and it takes forever, but I still I eat that stuff up and and for what um you know speaking speaking of incomes um i'm sure that most of the listeners are probably fairly clear that we at denver stiffs uh make little to no money for what we do here this is true. Yep. um basically i you know most of the time um when i finally sit down to write on a wednesday night it's typically somewhere between nine and ten o'clock and my wife teases me unmercifully because i am routinely up until somewhere between one or three o'clock in the morning. Um, and, and I, and I just, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I, and I've told Adam a couple of times, you know, the, cause I, I do, I make it, I make a little bit, but I, you know what, if somebody else needed that, I don't care. I'd still be doing, I do this for free. Right. I, I yeah. like it so much. I, I have such a good time doing this that, yeah, circling around to your question, buddy. I, I think, uh, if, if I could write for a living, I, that would be, man, I'd be done. I'd be retired. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That's, you know, that's sort of why I'm putting all this work in now. Right. I'm this, I'm the same yeah. way. I love it so much that I would do it for free. In fact, I have, <laughs> but if I, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> Me it's, too. what yeah. I don't have is the, uh, VP title. Right. So as I'm searching for a way <laughs> to, to make, make to, money to supplement that, that income, yeah. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do at all. It's like, okay, I understand this industry is brutal, but the, mm-hmm. the, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow should you get there is is in fact the dream right i mean it's just watching basketball but but writing the actual writing part and i i think you hit the nail on the head if if you're out there wondering if you want to be a writer it's well it's not about the engagement on twitter it's definitely not about the money it has to be about (laughs) the process itself right so those those moments where you're stuck at 2 a.m you have to actually love that part i find yeah i it's um so, so you had asked a little bit about where some of the the ideas and stuff come from. I I I love um, I love analogies. I love I love similes. I love I love tying some of those things into tying one idea that doesn't seem related to another one together. And that's kind of why I always launch with something that I can that I can relate to tie back into. Here's here's how I see this situation. Um, I, I think you're dead on with um, with that in that there are certain things that seem like fun professions until you try them until you do them right and 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 sit down and try to write you know 1600 words over the course of four hours and see if you're still having a good time right and and for the folks that are okay you're a crazy ass writer just like some of the rest of us i it was the same thing with radio way back in the day um i think a lot of people think being a a a jock on air is going to be fun but frankly most of the time it's just sitting around waiting for the song to end and and i went and sat in on my very first session of that for six hours and when it got done and the next guy was coming in i said can i can i stick around and listen to his shift as well and that's when the guy said okay we're hiring you because you're one of the weirdos like us because i'd I'd have friends come visit that all the time and after 15 minutes they'd be saying so that so this is it huh this is all you do and 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 that's and that's to me that's it with the writing as well man i i Everything goes away. I, I, I have no idea. I have no sense of time. I just right. just put my head down and go. It's very, it's almost therapeutic, right? In that area. Yeah, yeah. The way, the way you can sort of get lost in this. Because there's, I mean, 
in today's world, there's just so much going on all the time, right? So many places your mind could justifiably wander. And there's something really wonderful about, yeah, especially if and when it's like a trivial topic, right? The way that you can get lost in this thing that it matters to you in the moment. Um, you want it to exist. You'll be proud of its existence, but it's it's inconsequential, right? And and I don't yeah. know. I find a lot of value in that. Well, and and to me, I mean, one of the reasons that I, I and I'll I'll say this out loud here as well. One of the reasons I keep encouraging you to stick with this, and I've heard other folks do the same with you. Um, you know, it what, when you've been doing this for a while, you start to look around, sort of the space around you, and and I'm always so proud of how good the writing is on stiffs for mm. what the site is right yeah, and well we we've, we've got some really talented writers there um but but one of the reasons i keep you know kind of prodding at you when i can is um you're you're kind of in in baseball parlance you're kind of a five-tool guy um you you you've got the creative you've got writing skills you've got talents that way i think back to like um I, I, I don't think of this happening very often, but that article that you wrote about why um, Joker was the perfect center for this particular team, um, I, that was one of those things that I read that I wish I'd written myself. I was, I oh, was, so, I was so impressed with that. And, and so many of the things you come up with that way, um, but, but you get the stats, you get the relationships, you get the sort of dogged three o'clock in the morning determination. And, and so, um, I, I hear you. You don't have the VP title, but in ways that's a real <laughs> blessing right now because yes, it yes. still gives you the freedom to not have those, uh, you know, twelve to sixteen hour days like I sometimes get uh, as well. So I keep keep chasing this, man. You're you're definitely. I, I will be reading your name somewhere else someday for sure. So. Man, not not to turn this podcast into a mutual admiration for this. Kid, <laughs> that, means, that does mean a lot, man. Coming from you, it really does. Yeah, and, very kind. Thanks. Uh, also, though, be you know. For me, particularly because you write in a way, I get the same feeling when I read your columns. Because at least for me, there's this structure of, okay, maybe I'm writing a locker room story tonight. I know the score of the game. I got the quotes. You know, here's the skeleton of what I'm looking for. And I don't don't know if I could could do what you do, which is like, oh, man, what was that thing my uncle told me in 73? I mean, I don't know if I... So I'm just, I don't know how old you are, but I, I just like, <laughs> I thank you. I, 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 I actually, I'm pretty sure I had an, a conversation with my uncle in 1973, but I'm not sure how well I would remember it. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll tip my cap that way. Anyway, so. <laughs> Sorry if I just aged you unnecessarily, but no, it's, it's totally fine. Um, and, and, and for me, it's more of a, um, you know, I, and I don't know if it works the same way for you, but I figure out what I want to talk about. Um, and then I try to wrap the metaphor back around it. And if I can't mm. find it, then I don't bother with it because yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want to force that. I mean, I, I don't want it to get to be such a shtick that eventually I, I end up reading somebody say, this was a real stretch, man. You right. know, so I either, I either want it to nail it down or I just don't bother with that. And I just try to talk about whatever the topic is. But fortunately this team, um, over the course of the last five years, um, oh, has never been lacking for, topics. I mean, it's, it's real easy to come up with stuff to write about in, in both the downturn and, and now where this team is starting to trend up to. You, have you been a Nuggets fan your whole life? Um, you know, not, not specifically. I actually, um, so I, I didn't do sports when I was very young. Um, we moved out to LA when I was five, um, from Fort Collins. Um, my, my mom and, and stepdad took us out this way. 
and my stepdad was a baseball geek. So we would, um, we'd go watch the Dodgers games in the eight years I lived out here as a kid were the eight years that the Dodgers had the longest running infield in the history of baseball. And I can still mm. name that entire Dodgers team, like every guy that played on it. Um, right. But when I, when I was a couple of years down the road from that, I also started hitting that phase of, you know, I, I want my own sport. I want my own thing. And so I started looking at just what other sports there were and um, watched a little bit of basketball. And, and I think just for my sort of ADD nature, um, just sort of the, the lots of scoring fast up and down kind of always in motion had a real appeal to it. Yeah. And so I said, I'm just, I'm going to hitch my, I'm going to hitch my star to the Lakers team. Um, the, the, the LA basketball team, basically all for all the more I knew. And that was the season that they friggin' drafted magic. And he took them all the way to the finals and that won. was good timing on your part. And, and yeah, yeah, that worked, that worked out. That was, that was pretty sweet. Um, and I was, I stayed a Lakers fan, um, until we moved back to Colorado, I started to sort of split allegiances. Um, 93, 94 nuggets kind of sealed the deal for me. That was, that was, uh an awesome, awesome moment of just, here's, here's what I actually love about basketball and, mm. and teams and things like that. And I still follow the Lakers up until, um, the super team, the, the, uh, Carl Malone, Gary Payton show up and, and, uh, try to try to try to win a ring with two guys who don't even like each other anymore. And that was the moment I, I'm not a super team guy. I, I don't much care for, uh, guys that stack the deck and, and that was the moment i just finally said i no it's 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 nuggets and nuggets only and uh i've been pretty stuck to them ever since even through some really tragic seasons so yeah, yeah no kidding i'm really i'm the most fortunate like nuggets fan in the world because i i'm probably the only <laughs> guy who got to look at the Jokic era say i want in on that and not take shit from the the real fans so <laughs> i was i was going to ask i mean where did where did you start out in that did you did you start out as a nuggets fan where no, where no. have you come to this i, I figured well, probably no i'll tell you right i mean you know too from the west but i, mean, I grew up on the east coast man and I'll, the, the visibility sort of coastal bias thing is real i mean no one saw oh, or talked about the nuggets where i was from no. ever no they still no. don't i mean i text my basketball friends frantically about this unbelievable team unfolding before our eyes and, and like, they're like, yeah, whatever, dude, you know, yeah, um, how, how can, how can this still be, how can this still be a surprise to people after, after the season they've had, I still get, I, I get buddies here as well that, that will reach out and go, Hey, I finally watched you guys. You're pretty good. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we've been, we've been banging on pots and pans trying to get your yeah. attention, but no, I, so who uh, was your team? I was actually living in LA at the time and working oh. uh, in, uh -huh. in post-production, couple of shows that were on TNT. That's a flex for the kids out there. But um, <laughs> I hated it, man. I hated it. And yeah. I was really coming into, like, I had always watched basketball casually, but I, I was such a big sports fan. I think baseball and football took precedent for me. And and um, as I grew older, the, I agree with you. There was something about the back and forth nature of basketball that, made it easy. I mean, I'm like a part of the ADD, like digital generation. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I love baseball. I love it. Nine innings is hell, man. Uh, and yeah. that basketball really is easier for me to, to sort of glom onto, but I was literally looking for a team that fit a certain style of criteria because much like you, I had started blogging and realized like I was stuck at three in the morning on, on a sentence, realizing how much I loved this stuff. And I thought, okay, this is it. I finally figured out what I want to do. So how do I cover a basketball team? I, I tried to pick 
a team that I thought was going to be good, but no one knew yet. A uh, big enough market that I could work, but small enough that I might be able to to get a foot in the door. And yeah. uh, and a city that I would want to live in. And and Denver just, <laughs> it was the center you, of that Van Dyke. Like I say, you, 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 you triangulated there. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, well, so and, just, in, and in retrospect, I hadn't thought about this, but when when I now look back at that article that I was telling you how much I admired about, you know, uh, Joker being the perfect center for this team. In a lot of ways, now if I think about it, you also wrote a really nice article there about why the Nuggets are the perfect team for Brendan. Basically, I, I hadn't thought about that, but that's true as well. That's right. Huh. Thank, thank you. Interesting. That's what that piece was all about. But they, uh, yeah. they really just kind of fit in that sort of the middle of that Venn diagram. And now that I'm, I'm here, it's like I have to pinch myself sometimes because. <laughs> it's kind of all going according to plan, Mike. And that's yeah. not really how life goes. So I'm, I'm just sort of bracing for the other foot to drop. But, that is uh, that is weirdly. I'm I'm sure you, um, if you've not, you and Katie Wingy need to have this conversation because that is almost uh, eerily echoing exactly what she had to say about, um, you know, I was going to go do this wherever I had to go do it, and so right. to land in a place like this with people like this, uh, yeah, it, very very similar emotions that way. Yeah, and Katie, I'm glad you brought that up. The people part is the sort of thing that I could Crazy. not have foreseen and, and could not be any Crazy. like happier about, you know? This community yeah, I, is incredible. I I mean, just when I narrow it down to, and, and, and I want to be a closer part of a lot of this community, but for some reason, and I think maybe it is the distance, a lot of times when I reach out to guys or girls um, outside of the Stiffs network, um, I don't tend to get much of a response. And I, I have no idea if that's a, um, oh, he's that weird guy, or uh, there's just that much going on or, or what. I, I, I don't tend to touch much on the community outside of Stiffs, but that's been one of my favorite things about Stiffs as well, because... I read a lot of these other blogs and you can tell that there's a very sort of uh, competitive nature to all of this. And, yes, and that makes yeah. sense, right? There's, I mean, crap, sports fans, people who want to see competition are going to be typically competitive by nature, but that's, that's not really my, uh, it's not really how I'm built. And, and so to be able to do this with a group as large as stiffs and across the board, be able to reach out to people and say, uh, you know, you did a good job. I need help with this. These types of right. things. Um, it's it's a it's so refreshing to be working with a group of people that um, are this nice of people across the board. It's it's amazing. And the staff's incredible. And I mean, there's one thing Adam and I talk about a lot, though. You know, is we really believe not just across our staff, but across all the blogs. There's enough for everyone to eat, man. Like I don't know yeah. how much we eat into each other's clicks. I think we all sort of fill different roles in this ecosystem. And ultimately, there's going to be a diehard group of Nuggets fans who wish they were talking about this stuff on the fan, and they're not. And so right. they'll do right. Nuggets numbers and full court press and the BSN podcast. And I think there's room for all of it. I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, when you look at the type of hell, I mean, part of the reason that I knew to reach out to Stiffs when they placed a call for writers was it really was Stiffs and one other blog at that point in time, um, Round Ball Mining Company, that had much of anything going and if you're a nuggets geek in la and and you're certainly not getting coverage from espn right i mean That's you right. can yeah. you can you can beat the lakers and you're still going to get an eight minute highlight reel that is seven and a half minutes of lakers and 30 seconds of oh yeah here's a nice pass from Jokic and they this won and you go wait what yeah. and and so um i would follow those two blogs religiously and they still i mean you know they were they were both small teams and they were maybe filling in 
aside from games, they were filling in every couple days or so, if that. And and it, you feel starved, man. You feel starved for this type of stuff. So I, I see why we now get some of the audience we do and all because to your point, um, I think there's room to fill it up even more. People are people are hungry for this stuff. And I, I know especially Nuggets fans have been waiting for this type of stuff for a long time. So um, yeah, it's really cool now to have seen this evolve into something that, uh, I mean, even, even with just once a week, it's still just, it's so great to be a part of. Do, do you get the sense that, again, because I have no point of reference for the rest of Nug Life, are, are they, does it feel to Nuggets fans like they're knocking on the door of something different and special here? Or is that just sort of, you know, like a, like I was just dropped into this, right? So I, that's how it feels to me. But does this sort of Jokic era of Nuggets basketball have a different feel to it than some of the others? Um, so, so if, if you're listening, Jeff Morton, hello, because you've got a much better answer to this question than I'm I do. Sure for sure. I'm sure he has plenty but, to say about yeah, it. I'm, I'm sure. Um, but, but that said, um, for me, at least, um, army of one here, Brendan, yeah, it's, it's a very different animal to the point that still, um, I will admit, cause I, I, I did the math. We are exactly 70% of the way done with the season and I still don't fully trust what I see. Is that, right. I mean, how, how weird does that feel? feel and sound and seem when you're going, I, I've got proof upon proof upon proof that this is who this team is. And and still just after all these years of you never move up in the draft, you, you always, you almost always lose in the first round. You know, good, good things don't typically happen to the Nuggets, typically. And, or at least that's the perception of, of the Nug Life folks that I, I have definitely been a part of for a long part of my life. And so, um, you know, it's it's just now that I'm starting to think, wow, maybe maybe some of this is just basically the boomerang, the the other end of um, you know the the pendulum swinging finally back out the other way, and uh, who knows what this is going to be. I mean, you, you look at beyond this because I don't I don't necessarily expect us to win a ring this season, but I think we're gonna you know make a little bit of noise. And when you think about some of the guys that are still coming up, you know, the, the Vanderbilts and Porter Jr., some of those guys, there's, there's something cool brewing here. And, and a lot of other teams are going to be pulling themselves apart right about the time that you're going to be a, a force. It's um, it our time is, way, right? is, is really good. Yeah. Um, it's like, it, but but like you said, it's Nug Life too. So you're also just kind of waiting for your ED to join the Lakers, and then yeah, yeah, just just waiting over. for waiting for somebody's Nike to blow up, basically. Yeah, exactly. So uh, before we hey, hey, get to the, in end the moment here, reference, I want to yeah. circle all the way back because you did yeah. say in the beginning something about your days as a singer, and I would like to know more about that. Oh, like, what is your God. background as a singer? Um. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's funny because. Um, when, when you look at most of what I ended up doing throughout my life, even the marketing, right? I mean, marketing is very much a get up in people's faces type of a, a, a genre to be, to be working in. And so um, my, my dad always teases me basically saying, you never met a microphone you didn't like. And so, you know, singing <laughs> and radio and marketing and writing um, for somebody who is actually very, very, very much an introvert, which I absolutely am. Um, I have never put myself in the position of, of things that introverts do, which is which is a little strange. But um, I'm I'm still I'm still terrified every time I get on a stage when I sing because we still sing every now and again these days. Um, I, I'm still terrified when I do voiceover work when I write. I, I'm just 
I'm always afraid I'm going to blow it up. And, and you say, you we, know, I'll, you say we, you're in a, a, a group, right? Is it an I am. group? Do I remember that correctly? It, it, it is. Wow. You're, you're good. Um, and, and yeah, so, uh, you, you just learn to take that nervous energy and turn it into something that's actually positive. Right. And so, um, in, when, when I went from high school into college, um, I, I, the only uh, instrument I played was trombone, which is really hard to sing Dude, with at the same time. Me too. I love the. Tr- I played the trombone as well. Shut up. Um, okay, so uh, there's the one, one more thing in common. Um, but but you can't you can't really sing and play the horn at the same time, right? Um, no, you cannot. And so I, I wasn't I wasn't that guy who could sit down with a guitar and and uh, woo a girl. Um, but I did have a low voice. I I, I I had this low voice clear back in high school. Um, and, and had been singing in choirs in high school. And when I got to college, um, you know, you, you can go to places like sororities with four of your buddies if you just know how to sing a few notes. And that is literally what kind of pulled uh, me and four of my friends into, let's just learn a couple songs and see what happens. Um, but this was back when uh, you'd say acapella and people would say, uh, uh, is, is that like, yeah, is that like Acapulco? What is that? Oh, is that that's that's like the the barbershop stuff? And you go, I forget it. I don't even want to talk about it. Right. right. Um, and 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 so um, yeah, I I um, I stumbled into that. I was uh, almost graduated from college um, when when a record label found us, came along, and um, hired us to start recording and touring. And I spent the next 10 years of my life um, pretty much on the road doing shows all over the country and, and even a little bit uh, outside of the country and um, doing, doing albums and things like that. It was, it, was, um, it was a pretty cool thing when that was exactly what I was going to school for. And so um, I, I have this weird, um, I think, limited understanding of the guys who basically um, decide to go pro instead of going all the way through their college years. Um, I, I never finished my degree, but I, you know, when you're three months shy and somebody comes along and says, here's exactly what you wanted to graduate for anyway. Right. Um, yeah, go, go do it. It was, it was amazing. I, and, and they were my best friends too. So, I mean, how, how lucky was I to basically spend a decade screwing around with, with, right for people who are still my dearest friends to this day. So. And and so that's full on like creative release kind of hobby, like, oh, you know, fr- like yeah. friendship thing for you these days or. Um, yeah, we, we don't do near as much as I think any of us would like to do anymore, but, um, there, there came a point along the way that, you know, 36 weeks a year on the road, uh, kind of, kind of eats into your life when suddenly you've become a parent and things like that. Your, your children would like to get familiar with your face and all. So, uh, we, we made some intelligent decisions along those lines and, and my daughters are happier for it. And uh, yeah, so we, we, we shut down the full-time thing. Um, and, and now, you know, if we get together once a year or so, we, we still have fun with it, but it's, it's a different animal for sure. That's awesome, man. When I, when I was yeah, in uh, sixth grade, I, I had a trombone solo lined up for the concert <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't reach I believe I'm, I'm going all the way back now. It would be, would it be seventh position? It would be seventh, seventh position. Yeah, wow. Good I, on you. I'm, yeah. I'm five, six and a half with dumpy arms. So I, uh, <laughs> we, we tied a string around my middle finger and the, and the slide <laughs> and I would throw it to seven and pull it back. I'll never forget that. 
That is uh, that is the best story. That is awesome. I they they do make valve trombones, you know. So it's basically it's just a baritone that looks like you're still playing the the trombone, um, basically. But yeah, I I um, I was blessed with long arms and and ended up uh, not only singing bass in high school but uh, playing the bass trombone um, in in high school and into college as well, where. Um, you've you've got the trigger in back and suddenly uh you can you can hit some notes that basically uh make people poop their pants i was it was a super good time so <laughs> and who doesn't want to poop their pants when listening i you know my you know i i always thought it was a funny trick anyway so who knows <laughs> All right, we're about ready to wrap it up but i like to close these things with a segment called about the author which is me asking you a bunch of dumb questions and okay. So, um, probably better than poop your pants as an end. So yeah, I, no I, I like where you're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Uh, no fear of pooping <laughs> your pants if you're listening at home. You should be fine. Um, well, I you already called out my age, so let's not you know let's not <laughs> hold anything out until we get to the end here. So. I don't even know your age. I still accidentally <laughs> called you old. Um, okay. Well, I'll try not to poop myself before author, we're done. So. About Mike yeah. Olson. Yeah. The author. What is the. Uh, what is the strangest or most interesting job that you've held? So like whatever sort of pops up first to that question. <laughs> um, while I was singing, um, when we first got started, I needed to supplement my income a little bit. And so I started doing um, inventory in gas stations all over the state of Colorado. I would, um, I would drive clear to like Grand Junction from Fort Collins in a day to a tiny little gas station with this weird uh, calculator thing strapped to my hip that I learned to run like just like crazy um, and, and would literally count down to the very last piece of bubble gum just so the, uh, forgive me, but uh, non-math major sitting behind the counter uh, could tell me how bad of a job I did and I could tell him uh, how much stuff had gotten stolen out of the store every month. So was was wildly unpopular. Um, definitely put a ton of miles on my car, hated that job with passion, but it was such a crappy job that the guy who hired me knew it and he would at least let me go on the road whenever I told him I had to. So it was kind of a trade-off, but God, I, I, man, I think I'd have rather work in like porta potty cleaning than, than sometimes what that job ended up being. It was, yeah, it was no good. Awful. I'm sure it really helped you pick up the chicks though. So that's probably, <laughs> yeah, just, just like that car in the picture in the article today. Yeah. It's, I was, I was really popular. <laughs> uh, which, which article, so two part question, what is the thing in media sports media that you've done that you are the most proud of? And then also maybe the most embarrassed of. Ooh, uh, um, you know, it's, it's been quite a while now and, and I've had other stuff that I've liked almost as well, but that, that first, um, three-part interview with, with coach Malone, um, was just, it, it just all kind of came together in a way that I knew when we got off the phone before I even started transcribing it, that I had really nailed something great down and mm -hmm. um and 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 not because of me i mean just he just i mean you've gotten to talk to him a ton of times now he's so giving and thoughtful in his answers um that, that getting an opportunity to basically do what you and i are doing now with him uh i, I just couldn't believe how how much he gave that way um and and that to me is still one of those things where like i i mean i his agent reached out to me to say thanks. There were, there were a few things along the lines of that one where I just, I, I got more recognition off of that than just about anything else mm -hmm. I've ever done. And, and, mm -hmm. 
and it wasn't really the recognition. It was more just that I, I, I loved that. And that was what really pushed me towards the, I, I wish I could just interview people like that all day, every day. It's, um, it's an, interviewing is an amazing, it's, I, I'm obsessed with it. And that's why I started this podcast. I think it's, I, it's really yeah. the, the thing I wish I could, I could do full time, you know? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's why um, I, I try to catch all of them, but I definitely catch this one because for me, the same thing. I just, I'm, I'm fascinated by getting to know people this way. And, and so I, I really love um, what you've done with this because I've definitely gotten some insights into folks that I, I never expected that way. Um, most embarrassing, um, there was an article uh, that I wrote um, when, when Brian Shaw um, I think was in his um, second season and the first season had gone really poorly and and the first season the Nuggets had at least gotten off to a bit of a hot start. Um, it looked like whatever he was trying to do was actually taking hold and then it turned out to not be true um, for the last three quarters of the season but at least the first part of that season um, there, there was uh, definitely a sense that he was turning things back around after after a tough start and I wrote an article about getting the monkey off of his back. And, and I had no, I mean, just no intention of that being even remotely tied to anything um, racial. At oh, all. man, I didn't even think about that till just now. I, I, I didn't, I didn't either. Um, but I, it's, it's the only thing that I've ever gotten pulled down that actually, I, I don't believe it was even um, the, I don't believe it was even Nate. I think it was SB Nation. Uh, SB Nation reached out to Nate and said, "Hey, that we we understand that isn't what he meant, but that's got to go." Right. And and you know, it wasn't. I don't think it was like the best thing I ever wrote or anything. But I was, I was, I was weirdly mortified by the fact that it hadn't occurred to me yes. that that might even be a thing. I just you know, when it's not your intention, you're not thinking about it that way. And and now, still in in retrospect. Um, it was a, it was a really great educational moment because I try every time now when I write stuff to at least take a half a step back before I publish and say, did I did I do anything here that might have somebody go, uh, did you mean this to sound like that type right. of thing? And right, so and it's yeah, so easy to, it's so easy to only hear it the way you wanted it to be heard, right? So exactly. That's, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. an interesting interesting lesson to learn for sure. Um, yeah. Taking a hard left turn. Have you ever seen the <laughs> film Space Jam? Oh God, yeah. I I, uh, I actually loved Space Jam. I'm I I feel weird that there's going to be a Space Jam too because uh, you know are are you going to be able to hold up with like the the Muggsy Bogues uh, roles of the world that that really you know Ooh, that's a good, made an impression on me when I was younger, right? So. Although I'm I'm let's let's hope there's no Sean Bradley. In this one. <laughs> Sorry, maybe I've seen Space Jam a few too many times. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, follow-up question, do you lose respect for me if I tell you that I kind of think Space Jam isn't that good? Uh, no, not in the slightest. Um, I, I'm, uh, it's, it's more, um, I, I loved the cartoon more than I loved um, what was going on. And, and now, sure. yes, I, I would go back and watch that movie and just be like, oh, wow, that was really not the best piece of filmmaking I ever saw. Um, you know, it's only I, 60 I think, minutes if you take the credits out at both ends. <laughs> are you kidding? I had no, no idea. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, I, I, I hesitate to wonder what um, Michael Jordan might have made for those 60 minutes. So um, I'm sure he I'm sure he did very well for himself. All right, Mike, that's it, man. You've done it. You've made yeah, it brother. to the end. 
Thank you, Brendan. This was a lot of fun. I, I never get to be on the other end of one of these. So uh, I, I will admit I was a little nervous about uh, what, what might be coming up. So this it's a little fun. easier, Thank right? You. When you just have to answer yeah. questions. Um, yeah. Until, until you go back and listen to it and go, Oh, wow. I probably shouldn't have said that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, until I wake up in the middle of the night tonight, I'm going to be really happy I did this. So yeah. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. It's been cool. It's, I just remember like, this is the second time I've even talked to you non like without my thumbs. So I got at some uh, point there halfway through, I forgot we were podcasting. It was, it was, I, it was nice chatting with you, man. Yeah, you too, brother. I really appreciate it. And, and, and I do, I really, I love your stuff. Um, I, I, let's, let's talk whenever you like, this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> you got it, man. Thanks again, Mike. We'll chat soon. Thanks, Brian.